Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan uh dylan is on timeout so he will not be speaking uh he, he was he what was the late. fuck i'm yeah dude he's, he's... oh my <laughs> days i'm i'm like like okay we usually record at like noon my time sometimes we push it back to 12 30 and that's usually fine it is 12 40 and i got here five minutes ago and you're acting like this is some crime against humanity like dude i was five minutes after our late time that's yeah that's bad actually but still like it's not that big of a deal like i was busy i was i was busy enjoying wrestling you know aren't you supposed to enjoy yourself in life no isn't that that fun i meant to enjoy wrestling It's, it's not allowed this shit sucks <laughs> um so for anyone who doesn't know uh stardom had to cancel uh the two of their three shows from last weekend and they canceled the upcoming two shows from this weekend uh basically members of the roster uh were clo- can, were deemed close contacts to people who uh, were positive for COVID-19, so they had to isolate, and so obviously they, they would have missed the shows. Um, the way the, the wording was, of it is, it makes it seem like there's maybe like a stardom staff member that got it, because I can't imagine an entire group of stardom wrestlers being close contacts for anybody else, you know? Um, yeah. So I would assume it's like a stardom staff member, but I don't really know. It's, uh, it's maybe possible. it was that ring announcer? Yeah, it could be Yuri, because I know Yuri was in close contact with somebody, um, and it could be somebody from New Japan, um, because I know a lot of things are going around New Japan too. Oh yeah, and I know they've been doing a lot of um, since the five stars started, they've been doing a lot of advertisement with New Japan. So you know, um, like the Tai Chi video with with Cosmic Angels, they've been doing some with Liger and with you know Hanma and Taguchi. So that's possible. Mm-hmm. I haven't really kept up with how the cases are going in New Japan. I know there's some, but I'm not sure like who is all sick and whatnot. But that's not really a matter. Like that doesn't really matter, you know. Don't want to be witch hunting people for whether they were sick or not, because that's kind of fucked up. But yeah, um, who knows who it could have been? It could have been somebody that probably multiple people worked with, like you said. That that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um. 
so we we do have some stuff planned depending um one show did go ahead the bigger show uh this is at cork and hall uh there was other news around that though momwa and abe the day after we recorded last week uh was announced that she would miss the three the next three shows due to injury uh, obviously only one of those three went ahead so she picked a good time to to take a break for her injury um yeah presumably momo will be back for uh, august 28th because they haven't really updated us on her but presumably uh, she will be back by then they did say that she would only be missing uh, the three the three shows so yeah um i was very concerned when i first heard about because i was like oh no that's that's like the worst mm-hmm. person to to miss um but she only had one tournament match during that time yeah god we started too early i i have a like there's a tickle in my throat and i haven't gotten it out but you had to rush me and be like oh we gotta start now we're late and it's like oh i'm gonna have to cough pretty soon but besides the point um it's actually ironic because last fuck (coughs) hold on (coughs) This is already a mess. <laughs> this is already going off the walls. This is going to be amazing. Um, oh, that was rough. I, I, oh, Jesus. I don't know what the fuck. Whatever. Um, but last week, I brought up on Momo, and we had like one more match in August until you know of the of the GP until September when she starts wrestling more. So, um, in a way, it sort of was the best wrestler who could to like to get not to get injured, but to like take time off is because. She only had one match that she was going to miss. On top of that, she didn't miss any matches because, you know, mm-hmm. COVID. So it was a really opportune time. Um, but yeah, hopefully she's feeling better and she will continue to feel better. Um, and she's back healthy um, next week or whenever they come back from shows. That's fair. Um, in light of the cancellations uh stardom has announced an additional date for the gp so they're going to run cork and hall on september 16th that's a thursday and um, they have a half six time slot so i assume they just booked whatever they could um which is smart i figured they might do something like this because you've missed a good few gp matches with the four shows being cancelled so you can just throw a number of those on a cork and show sell a couple hundred tickets and kind of make some of your money back and also make sure that you're not overworking people um, by making them work like two or three matches in one day to, to make up for last time or anything like that. So that is an additional date uh, to make up for the four that were, were cancelled. Yeah. Um, it, it's looking back at it, it's smart that they spread it out so much, spread the GP out so much because they don't have to make up four dates. They really only have to, mm-hmm. you know, make up one and just have more stacked shows going forward um which shouldn't be an issue since you know jumbo and takumi will be um more available from the from this point onward so it doesn't like that was seemingly one of the bigger problems was that they didn't have the entire um the entire crew the entire like yeah tournament available so now that seemingly most people are available save for you know death yamasan who does a lot of um like freelance dates her name's not Death Yamasan anymore, but fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's pretty opportune, and I think that they can definitely just, you know, keep going like nothing um, really happened, because they, they did a lot smarter this year than they did last year, where literally it was just like, 
it completely killed the momentum of the five star and the five star was already off to a rough start last year so um overall smarter scheduling idea by stardom here and i don't think it should be too big of a issue as long as you know it's not a multiple week thing where they can't run shows definitely yeah uh, I, I feel like they will get straight back into it um on the 28th presuming nobody else is a close contact um although i i, I heard most of the roster is vaccinated anyway so uh, yeah would be too bad um yeah we just uh have to wait and see. Hopefully, they do get to come back because I need absolutely need that Micah versus Takumi Roha match to, to happen. But uh, that's enough uh, pandering and padding it out. Uh, we have one show to review. Uh, this was the sixth day of the five star Grand Prix. This was on August 13th. Uh, this is at Cork and Hall. This is actually a sellout. They drew 713 fans. Um, again, Stardom's numbers. Uh, continue to amaze me like they're just completely blowing past everybody uh, bar like New Japan and uh, you know DDT and Dragon Gate obviously but everybody in the Joshi sphere um, is very much failing to keep up with, with stardom at the moment um, the opener of this show was Mina Shirakawa beating Hanan Lady C and Suri in a four way match uh, this was it was kind of funny the entrances to this match were I'm pretty sure longer than the actual match yeah. like this is only four and a half minutes and the entrances were definitely like five <laughs> like it was one of those I, I actually i actually watched this entire show which is you know very rare for me especially for the five star i don't really like watching the regardless um i watched this match and yeah the, the entrances were definitely longer um also the longest portion of this match was the wrestlers triple teaming lady c which felt very unfair. <laughs> like I don't know. I feel like she's like the last person that y'all need to need to you know team up to beat up. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, I just found that hilarious that they were like, you know what, man, fuck this chick. <laughs> they all just started like beating her down. I was like, that wasn't necessary. She's the weakest one here. Um, but yeah, this was a fun little match. Uh, and Sherry and Mina did the grab your pose, the the back and forth where they did the oh shimmy, God, that was which was hilarious. And then Hannah and Lacey were like, what the fuck are these people? Like, Mm -hmm. this is weird. Should we just beat them up? And then Lacey's like, yeah, let's beat them up. And they start beating them up. It's great. Um, And then Mina won with the Angel Twist. No other name. The Angel Twist. We have to call moves by their name, Dylan. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, we have to I am calling it by its name. It's the Angel Twist. No. It is is the glamorous collection Mina. Um, That is such a lame name. I know. Like, I know. Like, I and Look, I love. It, I actually really it. like Milano's name, but yeah. like, the, it just feels like somehow like a fourth-rate Milano name, and it's like Milano's name is already cheesy. You know, what I mean, it's it's not like a cool name. I just find it cool because it's like special. This isn't even special because it's literally whatever. Okay. Uh, the next match on the show was the Queen's Quest team of Azumi, Hina, and Utami Hayashishita beating the Uedo Tai team of Rina, Raka, and Saki Kashima. Um, one thing that emerged to me in during this match is that I'm really warming up to Uedo Tai. I don't know why, but there's just like, I feel like Rina, Raka, and Kid add this like really youthful, mischievous energy that is really plays really well off of Saki Kashima and Konami and all those just being like really stoic and cool. I don't really know what it is, but I just feel like the dynamic is really, really fun at the moment. And I think, you know, Rina and Raka both improving a lot uh, 
thanks to kind of the the spotlight they're getting in the group has definitely made it kind of more enjoyable to watch because you get to see kind of them develop as they wrestle almost um so i i really i i enjoyed this match but it really made me realize that like i'm kind of warming up to a weirdo tie a little bit like i really i don't know i just like the dynamic like saki just this cool calm mother leading her children down this evil path it's it's just really fun um yeah, yeah i mean I, I i feel similar go ahead sorry that's good yeah no it's uh azumi hina and itami were obviously amazing because queen's quest are fantastic at all of these tag matches so yeah so like obviously this happens quite frequently but during this ma- during the entrance of this match like queen's quest just looked so cool that i was just like mm-hmm. these motherfuckers are just like so seamlessly awesome you know and it's like we say that very frequently and we are we named ourselves after them because we wanted to pretend that we were cool even though we're not um but it's just they have this effortless energy to them even hina like just has this effortless just coolness um and and i feel similar about oedo tai i feel like and i've made this comparison before i feel like the like the kids in oedo tai are like shock lock and barrel from um Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's like they're just these little shits that are just making everything worse. <laughs> it's like, why are like stop, please? We're like this is important. Like, please stop fucking with us. Why? Just leave me alone. <laughs> and it's, and then they're being like, you know, um, they're like the henchmen of of the big leader who you know is Natsuko or Saki or Konami. You know, like the the you know bigger. Besides the point, I really like that dynamic, and I think it is really cool. Um. And yeah, I thought this match was pretty solid. Um, I didn't really take much from it, but Azumi won with the Azumi Zushi on Saki. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Hina, this was her last match of the year. She will um, go away to focus on schooling until early next year. Yeah, I was, I was about to bring that up. Uh, we won't see Hina for the six rest months. of the year, really. Yeah, six months. Um, she, she's decided to focus on her entrance exams. Uh, Rena has taken a different path. Apparently, she doesn't give a fuck as uh, she's just. Dude, it is around. so funny. She posted on Instagram like yesterday. She's like, "I am not motivated by schoolwork. I want to beat someone up." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Okay, <laughs> like you know what? That's fair. Whatever. Yeah. You do you, Rena." Um, and yeah, apparently their mom said that they that she wants to respect her children's respective wishes. Um, so it looks like Rena is just gonna be beating some motherfuckers up for the next six months um, while her sister is absent. Fair, yeah. I, I look forward to Hina coming back like seven foot tall and the best oh, wrestler in the world. Because every time these uh, any of the sisters takes time off, they just get like infinitely better. So she's going to come back like the best wrestler on the roster. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wishing well to Hina. Uh, we will miss her. She, she's a pretty. Uh, she's gotten pretty good. I know we talk a lot about how good Hina and Rina are, but it really is mind-boggling for two like fourteen-year-olds to be more talented than like eighty percent of the women that wrestle on TV every week. So yeah, you know. In fact, I I'm gonna put oh. this out there. Rina and Hina are better wrestlers than Britt Baker. I'm not even joking. Oh, one hundred percent. That's not even like a <laughs> yeah. question. Like, no. dude. Uh, speaking of which, I know this is like a little bit off topic, but shout out to Jamie Hayter. Um, even though she isn't in Starm anymore, I still have a lot of, you know, emotional connection to her. I'm happy to see that she's, you know, on TV and she got a job, um, after being off for so long. So shout out to her, happy for her, proud of her, excited to see her wrestle in AEW. So yeah, that's a little shout to her. Um, let's get into this terrible match right after that, huh? 
Yeah, so this was uh, the debut of my Sakurai. Uh, Unaga Saka defended the Future Stardom Championship successfully against Sakurai. Um, this only went about eight and a half minutes. Um, this is a really interesting match because it is simultaneously the worst match I've seen in a long time. But also, I I liked it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, because like, Sakurai is so different to, to what we're used to seeing in stardom. Like, she didn't start the match with the typical grappling. She doesn't do a lot of that stuff. Like, she wrestles like an actress girl's trainee. Um, and I thought that was just an interesting dichotomy with Unagisaka, who obviously was initially trained in Tokyo Joshi Pro and now has a lot of stardom training built on top of that. It felt like there was a lot of different ideas clashing here in this match that almost made it interesting, but the execution was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, the, the yeah. execution itself was not very good, even though there was a lot of bright sparks to the match, and I feel like Sakurai showed a lot of potential. Uh, the The work rate polish kind of for this match was very bad, although I did like some of the ideas that they had, um, if that makes any sense. I took it as uh, Sakurai can throw a good forearm and she'll probably get better from here because there's not really much where there's not really anywhere else for her to go. She's going to improve like there's if she doesn't, then she is going to be like, that's worrying, um, but she's going to improve. I, I have confidence in that. So that's that's why that's the positive I took from this match. The negative is that Unagi having to carry a match offensively is offensive. <laughs> it was not good. It was very, very rough um, because Unagi had that had to be the, the like gatekeeper and she's just not good at that, you know, um, and it, it really showed here. Um, and my soccer and like that's not even me memeing about oh Nagi's bad. I just think that her in that role is not good. Um, she just doesn't really fit it, and her offense just isn't uh, strong enough for it. Which is fair. Like not every wrestler is going to be like that. Um, otherwise, I thought yeah, this match was just really rough. It was it was not particularly fun for me to watch. I didn't get as much of a like interest in it. Um, and part of that, like you said, is because of the difference with certain companies and how they're trained. I have spent, you know, the past, what, like five years now watching young lions grow, watching, you know, stardom rookies grow, watching, um, you know, just tap out rookies grow. So like I watch rookies grow via work rate very often. You know what I mean? Like that's what they are taught to do is to be good at the wrestling and, you know, be mm -hmm. very strong in that manner. Um, Whereas, you know, my Sakurai was just not, that wasn't what she was taught to do. And she's just a different type of animal in that respect. So part of it definitely is, is that she's just different and it's kind of weird. Um, and it didn't like carry over very well initially. And I didn't find a lot of like interest in it, but I definitely get what you mean. That it's like, it's a, it's a weird, it's a uniqueness that you sort of appreciate and respect. I can understand that. I don't feel the same way, but I definitely understand why you feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Because I even tweeted out, I was like, people who watch Stardom are so used to, like, the polished rookies. You know what I mean? Like, even Itsuki Hoshino on, like, day one was a polished worker. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> that, I, I felt Sakurai would not be met very well by, by your normal Stardom fan who is so used to seeing rookies that are very polished. Um, but I don't know. I, just, I saw a lot of roughness and I saw a lot of potential there that I liked, you know, um, I obviously watch a lot of Joshi, so I see all different kinds of rookies, and I've seen, I've definitely seen worse, and I've definitely seen better. Um, so maybe I'm just more in tune with what I want to see uh, from from a rookie, and and she had it. 
Um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely a shift from kind of what Stardom fans are used to. Um, so I do get that. I did like the post match though. Well, so so um, I'll get into it. Unagi won with the gory stretch, of course. The, that thing. Um, and then Unagi decides to big league <laughs> Mai in the funniest manner, considering this is like her twenty fifth singles match in Stardom. Unagi. It's like she. It's like I know that like not. Again, this is getting into meme territory where I'm just picking on Unagi. But, like, she's, like, acting like, I have been fighting for this for years. And I, I, I learned how you, how, what you need to do to survive stardom. And I don't know if you have it. And it's like, dude, you've been here for, like, nine months. You've had, like, 20 singles matches. I don't know what, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. But go off, I guess. Um, And then she's like, nah, you can't be in Kozen. Maybe, maybe check out Stars. Maybe check out Stars. I'm, I'm sure DDM will take you. Who fucking knows? That was very funny. I <laughs> I, yeah, I find great. it really funny. I met, I I really wish, and we'll talk about that in the show that we watched later. I really wish Mayu just came out and started being an absolute savage and was like, "I don't fucking water. What the fuck are you talking about? You guys could take her. Like, who is she? I don't care. Fuck off." Because <laughs> you know Mayu likes to do that. Um, mm-hmm. but no. So eventually Tam gets in the ring and is basically like, "Unagi, you're not you're not the leader." Mina it has a higher rank than you. Like, what are you talking? Like, what? You don't make the decision. You can join Cosmic Angels. Come on, let's do the let's do the pose thing. And Unagi's like, well, shit. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> funny because, like, I, like not to like Tam literally didn't say that, but I felt like Mina and Tam were like, you don't have a say in this, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this this was our faction first. Like we we started this shit. Like you you're also here, but like. You ain't gotta say. <laughs> and then they did the delicious pose and said, "Wow, you know." And then my my Sakurai's in Cosmic Angels now. Indeed, um, it didn't take long for them to put it there. I know. I think we said it in our preview anyway. I I remember asking you if if she just joins like straight away. Um, I don't know if you said yes or or no. Uh, I did. I, I, yeah. Um, it's the perfect landing spot for her, like. Uh, with the amount of spotlight that Cosmic Angels usually get because they have so few members, like she will be forced to improve. And I think the initial uh, matches might be a bit rough, but I could definitely see uh, her improving pretty quickly. Um, although she, I do think she is still part-time. As I said, she she still is doing a lot of her, uh, her outside work from when she was an actress. So I don't think she's full-time, but I can definitely see her, see her improving in the meantime. And Cosmic Angels is just the the best landing spot for somebody like her. Yeah, I maybe I don't know. I feel like would you rather her land there and have that sort of like specific, um, just like spotlight and like you said, like a very specific dynamic, or and I'm not saying that I would have preferred this, or her land somewhere like Stars and have her train with Mayu, and have her get better in that way. Like I'm not again. Way way happier that she's in in Cosmic Angels than if she was to join Stars. I think that would be a pretty odd fit, um, not bad mm-hmm. fit, but an odd one. Um, but which is a better form of improvement? You know, like like where where do you think that? Because anybody wrestling with Mayu is going to get infinitely better than somebody training with Tam and Mina, and that's no disrespect to Tam and Mina, but that's just the truth. So, do you think this will help her long run more than if she started, you know, training with, you know? A Momo Watanabe or a, a Mayu, or do you think that just because the uh, 
dynamic is stronger and the dynamic is smarter there? Do you think it's the best case scenario for her improvement as a wrestler? Um, oh, the Cosmic Angels is the best. If there's anybody who knows how to to become a wrestler with her kind of background, it, it's Tam and Unagi and Mina. You know what I mean? Like They're probably the best ones for her in terms of being able to teach her how to balance pro wrestling aspects with the entertainment aspect and the making sure that you always look your best. Um, I think that's definitely... For for somebody like Sakurai, it's probably the best place for her to learn that balance um, is with, with Tam, rather than just becoming another good worker under Mayu. That's fair. That's fair. Although I'm not sure how much of that like faction-specific training they do anymore. They probably maybe don't do that. They probably all just train as a group with Milano. Like, that might be an outdated concept. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I forget, because I know during COVID, at least, they had to keep it small, so they were very faction-specific. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure about how their training works anymore. Yeah. Um, a few things to note about Sakurai is that she definitely needs to improve her gear. I thought her gear was terrible. I don't know. If oh, yeah, it looked, it, it, it it was, looked it, really bad, yeah. Yeah, it was just all white. Her old gear looked it? better. It was, yeah, she looked like, great. Actress. I've seen her, yeah. She yeah the I just yeah the gear just looks very it looks like a mismatch for her like like mm -hmm. just like for her face it just looks like it's just not it just doesn't look right for her you know like I feel like she definitely would look cooler with better gear and I think that like mm -hmm. just like aesthetically I probably wouldn't have like disliked this match as intensely maybe like a percentage but like you know just like it's just adds to another thing that's like eh, that's that could that should change. Because, yeah, the, the all-white gear, um, if you're not bleeding, don't wear it. <laughs> yes, that is, that is the old wrestler code. Um, it definitely just doesn't look good. It doesn't look professional, you know, and, and stardom, one of the things that, especially under the Bushy Road era, you know, stardom has improved a lot of that aesthetic stuff like gear. You know, everybody has, like, really professional gear, really well done. It always looks nice. The colors are always really vibrant. And you just have my Sakurai's, which is not any of those things. Um, so it's definitely something that she has to improve going forward. Um, also, please, for the love of God, get her a new entrance theme. This is just, her entrance theme is just noises that aren't related to I each other. I didn't even listen to That are it. just really, really annoying. Like, they're just That's noises. I swear to God. It's just noises. It's worse than Azumi's. Like, I'm not joking. I don't mind Azumi's all that much, honestly. Hers like, is I terrible. Get, I get that it's bad, but like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah. I like the beginning of it, but then it just starts, it just dies, like, and it's like, why are we here? Um, besides the point. Yeah. Anyway, that is enough on the Cosmic Angels. Um, we are on to block God. action now. In um, Blue Stars block, uh, I hope? No. Red. This is a Red Stars block. Yes. Okay, yes. Red Stars block, uh, Starlight Kid beat Fukigin Death um, in about five minutes. It's a it's an interesting result. I think we had predicted Kid to win because she she's doing well in the tournament, and I think that's her arc. Um, and it's also a good win because Death is fairly protected usually, and she's also a veteran. So I think Kid beating her is a big win for for Kid. Um, I'm really kind of surprised that, heal. that she used the Moon Salt because I feel like she's been trying to get over two new moves, and she simply didn't hit, hit either of them. Like, so she has the new roll-up that she's trying to use, and she has the Wrath of the Black Tiger. 
So she hit the moon salt. Like mm-hmm. that just doesn't really. I don't know. I'm I'm reading into things that I don't really need to. It was a fine match. There wasn't much to it. Um, and then Kid won, and she did the trophy hunter thing where she you know puts the mask on her face. Mm-hmm. I I really like that. It, it looks cool. And then she left. She did, and that's all that really needs to be said. Um, yes. The next match was in the Blue Stars block. Uh, Saya Kamatani beat Konami. Um, I don't know how you felt. This was a very uninspired match all around. Konami just did Konami things, and then Saya did her high-flying comeback, and then it ended. I never really felt like they did anything exciting. They just kind of went through the motions for the most part, which I never usually say about somebody like Saya, but uh, I definitely didn't think they really brought a lot here. I liked it. I, I thought it was a, it was a good match. Um, you're right, and like I don't have like a ton like written down about it. I just know that they both did good wrestling. You know what I mean? So I definitely I definitely get what you mean that it was pretty uninspired. But I think that their chemistry shined through kind of. Um, even though it was pretty, you know, just there. Uh, mm. but I do get what you mean. I think Kamatani's been really, and I tweeted about this that she's been really consistent this year. And if you look at the difference between this year and last year, where last year we were mm-hmm. sort of tearing into her about how she just isn't, she wasn't ready to be going 20 minute matches, um, in a you know singles tournament like she just wasn't ready for it. She is more than ready for all of it this year, and I think that's really cool. And I'm very happy um, that she's really proven that. This match, you know, it was it was it was. I liked it. I I. I I get what you mean, though. That was pretty just, you know, going through the motions, especially compared to, like, the next match, which I actually really liked. I I definitely get what you mean. Hmm. Um, Yeah, speaking of the next match, it was in the Blue Stars block. Uh, Tam Nakano beat Micah. Uh, This is about seven minutes. Micah is putting together a really good string of, like, fun sprints. Uh, Her match with Azami was the same, just a really fast-paced match that uh, played off of their styles clash. And this is kind of the same. Tam did work the arm injury, and you know, there's 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 this very defined split in Tam matches where if you just ignore the limb work and then switch on when she does her comeback, you're treated to like a really fucking fun match. And this is what this was. Micah's power against Tam's like striking once they got going was really really fun. Um, but the first couple of minutes were just like whatever arm work. But after that, they worked Steve. really really well together. I automatically did th- do that. I don't remember a second mm-hmm. of limb work. Like, I, I do not... Like, the first thing I remember was Micah going for a lariat and then Tam going for a spin kick, and then that just kept happening um, until, like, a lot of other good shit happened. So, like, I don't... I Like, that's an automatic for me. Um, Yeah, I... You, you completely neglected to mention the most important thing. Micah with bangs, bro! She looks so pretty. She, like... I, I, it, it, it looks nice. I like her hair. It, it looks nice. A lot of people have been talking about it. Um, I think it like. I, I, I think. I think yeah, it looks Twitter, nice. <laughs> Twitter yeah. was Twitter was not a fun place when when that went down. Yeah, people are people are kind of weird, but it it's mm-hmm. it's. I think they're cute. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to be wholesome here. I think they're very cute. <laughs> and also before the match, Mina and Unagi are by the ring dancing to tam's music like having like they have like this organized dance that they were doing them's like this like they were synchronized i was like what the fuck is like <laughs> why like I they're just sort of, like those. bopping and i was like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and i was just, like i mean i respect it wholesome but like i don't know i know like 
there are certain things that I do really like about them. Like they're they're very like funny and cute. Like the 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 Tai Chi video where <laughs> Tai Chi's like, I'm sick of you guys, I'm leaving. And then they start like crying and Tam just like, ah, these fucking losers think he's mad at them. Like I, I that was hilarious. Like I didn't even know anything that was happening, but I thought it was hilarious. Um so mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Kozen sometimes. Um I, I like this match. It started fast, it kept going fast. Um if you don't acknowledge the limb work like I don't, I thought it was really, really good. Um Micah's power my so Micah was always like a technical wrestler to me, um, who would like sort of dip into power. Yeah. And recently she's definitely been like gleaning more on the power moves. And I appreciate that. And I think one aspect of that is that when um Jumbo comes back, that's gonna be huge for them as a tag team. Cause them just being two powerhouse wrestlers, just beating the shit out of other people is gonna be really, really fun. Um, now that Micah's really like getting used to that. She's been throwing a lot of lariats and I think her lariats are improving every time I see them. Um that they look really, really impactful and really strong. Um she hit the Anka Toshi at one point and only got a two count, which was sort of mm-hmm. sad, um, because I love that move and, you know, respect it. But uh yeah, it ended up that Tam only got a flash pin um over Micah. She didn't even pin her clean, which is kinda big. Um because I feel like Micah was somebody who could have just lost a Tam, but um, they decided to, you know, keep her looking a little bit strong, and she was the first person up after the pin, which, you know, makes her look pretty good. Um, I wish Micah won, because I would like to see that as a wipeout match more than the alternatives, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, can't always get what you want, and yeah, Tam got the win and the two points. Yeah, Tam's, uh, Tam pulled out a really cool roll-up to, to win. Yeah. She, like, went for, it looked like she was going for one of the, the arm bars, but then turned it into a, a roll-up by going over the back. Um, She's named it the Andromeda uh, to keep with the whole... Oh, that's a cool name. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So she she named that, like, yesterday or today. Um, and yeah, that's a cool name. That's, it's, a, it's a, really that's a gorilla cool song. Oh. I love that song, actually. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so we both enjoyed that match. Um, definitely would like to see them run it back. They, they do seem to have some chemistry there. Um, the next match on the show was a back to the Red Stars block. Um, Mayu Iwatani beat Natsupoi in about 10 minutes. Um, to be honest, I had high hopes given Natsupoi is one of our favorites and Mayu mm-hmm. is Mayu. Um, and I don't think they quite hit the highs that I was hoping. Um, but they had a fun match. Like their dynamic was really good. Mayu was the prick. She was very much in her heel role, and Poi was, you know, fighting back and doing the high speed stuff. And it it was good. But I definitely think they could have like a great match if they really tried. Yeah. See. I yeah. It was it was one of those matches that like you notice that they didn't leave a certain gear, um, and you. But they, it was good regardless, which is pretty like it's a testament to how good they are as wrestlers in that they didn't have to go to like the the like, oh, we're going to have a good match now to have a good match. At least that's how I see it. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I agree that it was definitely not as good as maybe I was expecting initially. Um, the last few minutes were really, really strong. Don't get me wrong. Um, I thought it was it was overall a good match and I enjoyed watching it, but it definitely didn't live up to maybe the hype that we had at the beginning of the tournament. We were like, oh, this might be match the tournament. It wasn't mm-hmm. at that level or anything, but it was it was a good one. And it was something that if you want to watch a Nats Boy match or a Mayu match, you could check it out and you won't be disappointed. But it's it's you're right in that it didn't really live up to maybe the hype that we were initially um, looking for. One thing that I did appreciate, though, was <laughs> um, 
like they were like wrestling around for a bit they were doing some high speed stuff um you know like some you know fake out handshakes whatever um and then at one point mayu just kicked her in the face and she rolled out to the mm. ring rolled out of the ring and mayu was like oh i guess i hit her a little bit harder than i thought and she just sits in the ring and it's like i will give her a timeout yeah we're gonna give her a timeout for one yeah. second <laughs> and i, I, I was like think... that's the coolest thing I think that was a mistake as well. I think Natsupoi winded herself on the rope. I think she like landed weird on the rope, so she like was actively winded um, after getting kicked in the face. But it did make for a cool uh, visual when Mayu was like, I guess I fucked her up and just sat in the ring and gave her a timeout. Uh, Mayu made the uh, most of it. And it was very wholesome because she's like, I ain't even going to fuck with her. Like, that was fucked up. <laughs> like, that's fair. I'll give her a minute. <laughs> um... And then they they brought everything back and it was really really good. Um, yeah, it like it didn't go to that next level, but it was on a certain level that like you appreciate it. Good wrestling, good wrestlers. Um, Not to play actually got a lot of good um, near falls. She um, hit the aerial assault. Maya kicked out. Um, she went for the fairy blink and then she got reversed and then she. Uh, you know, got hit with the German or the dragon suplex and lost. Um, Mayu also at one point locked in the high speed killer and then she just let it go. I'm not really sure why. I figured that would be the finish, but it wasn't. Um, besides the point, it's a cool move, cool match. Mayu's cool, Natsupoi's also cool. Fine stuff for sure. Um, the main event of this show was in the Red Stars block. Uh, Julia beat Koguma. Uh, this was, I think you might agree, the match of the night. Uh, this was really, Probably, really good. Yeah. Julia was in that role where she is like the more cocky aggressor, and she is brilliant at that. Like, she was just beating on Ko- Koguma and kind of almost demanding Koguma fight back. And uh, when Koguma did, it was great. Uh, some of the forearms and shit were really, really good. Um, I remember Koguma's, uh, German suplex, like her normal finish, because it looked like she really splattered Julia with that one. Um, it was a yeah. really, really good German suplex. Uh, Julia kicking out a two of uh, Koguma's finish. Not ideal, but you know, it happens. And yeah, Julia just put her down with the Northern Lights suplex at the end of the day. Or not the Northern Lights suplex, the uh, Northern Lights bomb. But um, yes. like we knew these two had good chemistry, like their goddess tag match was really good because they were really good together and this continued that like Rocka or yeah it's like Rocka and Julia where Julia just like takes on this whole new form and just beats them down and then when they fire back it's just really really good like when Julia knows that you're gonna hit her back um I think she just goes to a whole new level in the ring and uh Koguma has definitely proven that to her and uh, that made for a really really good match here I'm not going to say it was a great match. I definitely think some of the early going was a bit plodding. Um, but yeah. once fired up, it was definitely really, really fun. And uh, just I could watch these two wrestle all the time. So it's it's really nice to see Julia developing so many rivalries where she just has really good chemistry with people. Because um, it's obviously just going to make help her improve overall. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think that it was a good story as well because like, Kokomo was kind of like... Um, she needed to win. Like she, she, there, she is. Kokomo's so good, and I feel like obviously, like we meme about it sometimes, but she is genuinely a really good, passionate wrestler. Um, because it f- genuinely felt like she was trying to like conquer this 
this wrestler, you know, that was on another level than her, and she recognized that, but she has pinned her before. So she had a certain confidence about it, but she also needed, like, she felt, it felt like she needed to win. And that's, you know, obviously that feels like it's sort of, um, you know, an everything in wrestling, but I feel like she just had the sort of vibe to her that I really, really appreciate, and I thought it was really, really good. Um, she spam the german suplex as much as possible and she eventually got the everest german suplex where she sort of like hoists them up a little bit more and then drops them on their neck a little bit harder um and that was really good and it only got a two count which is kind of sad because i think that her everest german suplex is one of the best moves <laughs> like in the world right now it just looks so good i love it um at one point julia hit like a hangman's neckbreaker on the apron which was really nasty and then she did a really weird looking pescado and I was like, I don't know what she, like, she she tried to jump off the, the bottom rope. And then she was like, nah, I, I don't have enough elevation. So then she, like, climbed up to the top rope, and then she jumped up. It, it was really weird looking. It was very Julia. Like, I think that's probably the appropriate way to describe it. Um, But I appreciate it anyway. Um, And yeah, it, it was way more back and forth than you probably would expect. Um, Because it, it was just, yeah, it was really good. Koguma really looked like, Koguma, I think Koguma really showed out here. Um, and I feel like we say that quite often, um, but she she really showed out. This is her first uh, singles main event um, ever, I believe. Maybe you know back in when she was first around, she might have had like a you know exhibition match in the main event. But really, really good stuff. Like you said, Julia slapped her, hit a Falcon's arrow, and then um, hit the Northern Lights bomb for the win. Afterwards, Julia was like, "Damn, you're you're pretty cool, bro. Like you you really brought it to me. Like you want to shake my hand?" And Kogama's like, "Yeah, I'll shake her. Fuck you!" Slaps her and walks away. It was great. Um, I I appreciate that. And then Julia did her her promo and stuff, right? Yeah, she just she cut a pretty typical promo. They didn't do the faction closing the show, which I thought was they interesting. Don't, dude, they haven't been doing that a lot lately. Um, like no, I noticed maybe that. maybe it's because. They didn't want any groups together in the ring because they already knew something was ha going down. Um, or maybe they were maybe. just like, it's the GP, Julia won, she closes it herself. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it was probably the latter. Um, but yeah. one aspect of the promo that was really funny was Julia was like, I haven't been doing really great in the tournament so far. Um, I've, I've already lost twice. It's, it's pretty bad. And then somebody started clapping. And then Julia was like, hey, I heard somebody clap. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Don't clap yet. I was talking about how I was failing. Shut up. And, like, I found that really funny. Everybody started laughing and clapping. It was great. Um, I, 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 Unless you have anything more to say, I just want to preface. Um, after after day six, my three top matches are still the same. Um, though there were some good matches on this card. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, has your top three changed? Um, but nope. Um, mine hasn't thing. either. No, none yep. of these broke in to the top three. Um, after day six, the standings are as follows. Uh, in the Blue Stars block, Tam Nakano and Micah are tied for the lead at six points. Utami Haishishta, Sayakamatani, Unaga Sayaka, and Suri are all tied on four points. Konami and Azumi have two. And uh, Takumi Aroha and Roraka sit at the bottom on zero. Uh, technically, Aroha is at the very bottom, I think, you know, doing like american sports uh standings takumi gets like a half a point or something so she's like ahead technically so raka is on the bottom um i don't know how it works feel free to correct me if you follow sports yeah, but uh I, i'm I, pretty I, sure I they know. do like a half point if it's like really close i think it's like point um, zero one like so that's like just like oh, yeah. an inch maybe not zero you get what i mean that's like it's just so that like it's noticeably not 
zero because they haven't done anything yet. Usually it's just a dash. It doesn't really fucking matter. Uh, you know, Ruka's at the bottom. Yes, indeed. Um, in the Red Stars block, uh, Starlight Kid is the sole leader on five points. Uh, Mini Shirakawa, Mayu Watani, and Julia are tied for second on four points. Natsupoi sits alone on three. Saki Kashima, Koguma, and Mum Watanabe all have two. And then Himeka and Fukigen Death are on zero. Uh, Death is obviously the very bottom because uh, Himeka has yet to wrestle. So, Did you see <sighs> that this meant that Mina Shirakawa was in the top 10 of the PWI women's list. Yeah, PWI is such... Like, listen. It's funny. It's like, it's always been such bullshit, hasn't it? It's like, not, but the... I am really excited for Utami to get, like, number two, and everybody's going to be like, who the fuck is that? Because, you know, yeah. PWI's She's number one viewership. No, but, like, um, of the year. Oh, on the, yeah, on the year. It's coming yeah. up in, like, a month or so. And she's been <laughs> top see... for, like, the past month and a half. Two yeah. months. Did you see they had... um? put Azuri Revolution on their tag list because they won one tag match. <laughs> like, they only got back together in Ice Ribbon. And they're, like, oh, top man, four. Like, they that, that, you, it you is so they scanned, yeah. like, any titles and picked Azuri Revolution, who have had one match since reuniting. So, apparently that makes them top six or top four or something. It, it's... <laughs> oh, man. PWI is a, a, funny, a funny little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we went a lot longer <laughs> on the GP than I thought. We've been recording for almost an hour. Um, no, it's only been like forty minutes. All right. Uh, do you think you can keep this next bit to under half an hour? <laughs> under a half Cause, hour? Yeah, because you love a lot of the people on this card. Oh, like there's a there's a lot. Like I have a lot to say about this. Um, I to keep it under forty five minutes. I can't promise under a half hour. Fair. All right, we'll try our best. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will so, introduce. so, do you want to introduce it? Okay. Then yeah, I have yeah, something yeah. to say about um, like the preface. So, in Go light ahead. of stardom canceling everything, uh, we did make other plans. Uh, we tried to like come up with like a draft that we could do, but I mean, we only found out yesterday with cancellations, so we didn't really have time to put a draft together and get people together. So, what we decided to do is we decided to steal. Uh, the Stardust Press podcast bit because they've been doing a lot of retro stardom rewatches lately. Um, if you want to, you know, hear uh, Xavier and Beth talk about uh, Akiyasukawa and shit, you know, definitely give them a listen. They do that. Um, but yeah, we decided to steal that and to watch an old stardom show and review it. Um, we had difficulty picking a show. I was suggesting, like, you know, 2013, we watched Natsuki Tayo watched like a Nanai Takahashi match we had like a show from like 2014 picked where Siri and Rookie Takumi were in a tag match together and then Dylan was like oh let's watch this Shinkiba show from January 3rd 2017 okay let me let me preface let me preface okay actually no okay we could have watched a cool show with a lot of really cool matches okay but Alex when I tell you when I tell you exactly why when I tell you exactly why, I haven't even told you this yet. So um, this the show actually does have a lot of emotional significance to me. Um, this is the first Stardom show that I ever watched, and Alex, you know that. Um, I didn't realize until I was like a couple minutes into watching it that happened exactly three years ago today that I watched this show, and this is the first Stardom show I watched ever. So like, it's my three-year Stardom anniversary, 
and I felt like, oh, this is this is like really this is really important to me. So I I, I was like, you know what? I really want to watch the show. Um, I, I like a lot of the wrestlers on it. Some of the the foreigners are some of my favorite foreigners that Starms ever had. So yeah, this has a lot of um emotional significance to me. And um yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it was because um it was the first Starm show I ever watched in full. Um and I I found out that it was exactly three years ago on the day this will be released. Um on the 18th of August, uh, 2018 was the first full Starm show I ever watched, and that's what we are reviewing today. Um so yeah. Uh, you know, that's why I wanted to watch it. It's not random. It's very important to me, Alex. I don't know why you're fucking making fun of it. It's very <laughs> important it's a to random me. Show. <laughs> it was the New Year <laughs> show. No, but I mean, there's so many, like, they set up so many cool matches on this show that we could have watched, like, the Corkin <laughs> for, yeah. and instead we watched this. See, the and reason why, like, the, why... Yeah, it's because the reason why it was the first show I ever watched was because for a period of time, this was up in its entirety, pirated on YouTube, um, mm. like the full the full show. And if it was a Corkin show, they would have taken it down immediately because that's their bigger shows. This was just a random fucking show with like 200 views on on fucking YouTube. So yeah, like of course, <laughs> of course it stayed up, and of course like a random Shinkiba show is like the only show that they'll randomly like just miss on taking down for copyright. So yeah, like that that's that's the origin of it was that it was on YouTube um for free for quite a while. Um and I, I watched I it when I first um after I had found out about, you know, Hanakamura and Oweda Tai from Ring of Honor, this was the first show I, I got to watch. Um so yeah. It, it it means a lot to me. And looking back at it, it's an incredible card. Like like when you actually like think about it, it's it's like there are so many just like moving parts of it that now have yeah. so much more significance than they did even then. Yeah, and Hannah wasn't on this show. Uh, I f- I'm, I she believe was she was meant to be in the semi main event, but she got hurt. Yeah. Um, so it's, so there is no Hannah um on this show. Um, but let's just get into it, shall we? Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, ready. So the the opener of this show was. Azumi versus Ruaka. Uh, Azumi, at this time, not yet spelling her name A-Z-M, uh, instead spelling it A-Z-U-M-I. So we're back to basics. Uh, Ruaka was also like 12 <laughs> when this, this was happened. This was two months into her career. Yeah. Um, she started in November, she, she... and this was, the, this was January. Yeah, she was 12, and uh, the card that they showed beforehand uh, made sure that we knew she liked jazz dancing or something. So, yes. you know. Yeah, she's a big uh, jazz dancer. Yeah. Um, this was fun, though. Like, it was a four-minute match, but it was it was enjoyable. Like, they didn't do anything, like, out of this world. They just, like, did what rookies do, you know, forearms and the like. Um, Azumi, even back then, you could tell she was a prodigy. She Fucking, was fantastic. Yeah. Kid uh, her gear that, was no, great. Never, uh, um, was it like Lara Croft, Tomb Raider inspired? Like I got, I got a lot yeah, of Tomb Raider so, vibes from her gear. It was really, really cool. So, like a little bit of preface. I'm not going to get too much into it because obviously we don't have seven hours for me to talk about this. Like I would mm-hmm. like to. Um, this was still Azumi Army era. Um, she would join Queen's Quest like a month, maybe two months later. So this was still Azumi Ar- Army era. So this was her being the leader. She was wearing like army fatigues and and you know like the the army pants and the combat pants and the you know like like you said Laura Croft kind of inspired um and there was actually a lot of Azumi army beef here um <laughs> basically Azumi's army which was basically nobody like it was Azumi Kyori Onoyama and any given random rookie that felt like teaming with them on that day um 
So Azumi's army at one point was Natsuko Tora, Kero Yoniyama, and Azumi. Um, and <laughs> Azumi and Natsuko Tora, two months before this match, forced Ruka to, de to debut. Like, they, they saw her on the outside. They were like, hey, you've been training for, like, months now. Why the fuck haven't you wrestled yet? And she's like, I'm, I'm 12. And they're like, we don't care. You should wrestle. Come on, wrestle us. And then she wrestled. And that's how Ruka debuted. <laughs> so there was a lot of beef there um, going into this match. Zumi's obviously on her fucking uh, gremlin shit, and we'll talk about the post-match in a minute. Because some of these post-matches on the show, genuinely, like, the best wrestling. Like, the best there is to offer in wrestling, I think you can agree, is that, like, it's just so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, the, the match was good. Uh, again, this is the first time I ever watched Azumi. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, Azumi's really cool. Like, and I looked her up, and I was like, wait, she was born three months before me? Mm -hmm. I am now depressed because this <laughs> like because I was 15 I was like you know going through it it was a bad year for me and I was like and this 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 chick is like incredible at wrestling and she's just like she she's a couple months older than me that's depressing oh my god and that's how she became my favorite wrestler was from this match specifically so yeah she was really really good um she won with the five-star clutch um and then she cut an absolutely legendary promo would you like to get into that a little bit or shall I uh, I'll let you do the promo, yeah, you seem jazzed. So, so first off, of course, Izumi had to make sure to insult Ruka as, as much as possible. She, she said, you're slow, lazy, and now you can't even use the, ex the excuse that, oh, you'll do better next year, because it is next year. You suck. And then <laughs> she uh, decides to turn her attention to Fuka, the, the trainer and the... Um, you know, announcer at this time in stardom. She was also, was she the president? I forget. She she was some... Um... Yeah, she was the general manager. She she was one of the original, you know, runners of the of the company. Fuka, pretty important in stardom history. Um, but apparently, before the show started, uh, she she greeted everyone, Fuka, greeted everyone and said Merry Christmas um, when it's actually New Year's. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I, it, it's New Year's. Ha Happy New Year's. So Izumi decides to, to, like, for like a good minute to go... Hey Ruika, Merry Christmas! Christmas is it? Cri it's not Christmas. Is it Christmas? I think it might be. Is it? Cri I think it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, right? Yeah, Merry. No, Merry. I have. I. I don't know. I don't know. I have nothing to say. Is it Christmas? No, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's, guys. Sorry, sorry for messing up. I was just following my trainer's lead. I, I'm just doing what she told me. <laughs> and Fuka's just dying laughing, and everybody's just like, like, cause she just like this is a child. Making fun of her her trainer in professional wrestling, fucking up what day it was, and that's just funny to me. Like Azumi's just the goat. Um, and then she said, "Please excuse my New Year's mistake." Um, and then afterwards, Ruka tried to grab the the microphone, and Azumi says, "I don't have any time for your bullshit, Ruka," and throws the microphone and leaves. <laughs> and I just loved it so much. This was like like unironically one of my favorite matches that I've ever seen because it has so much just like meaning to me and it has so much just humor I just love it I love this entire thing um yeah that that's probably I'm gonna talk I talked about that more than I'll talk about probably anything else on this card because that was just so good I love that fair enough um the next match that we watched was a six-woman tag match uh Arisu Nanase Hiromi Mimura and Sayori Anu uh, beat Kiori Oniyama, Kurami, and Natsuko Tora. Um, so, <laughs> so, 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 
Neo Neo Oedotai wrestled two retired wrestlers and the young guard of Oz Academy. Like, think about that for a second. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Oh my god, so much can change in four years, man. Indeed, yeah. No, because everybody looked so different. Uh, Natsuko Tora was like a twig. Like, holy yeah. shit. This was, she was so different. Um, Konami had so much character. Like, she was so fun. She was like, um, I guess we all have red hair, so that's why we're cleaning together. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, why not, you know? Um, I lo- you know, I loved Babyface Konami. She she was fun. She was um, so good. I, I like, I yeah. feel like that's that's probably why I'm not as high as on her now, is because she's like, I feel like every time she's changed her incarnations, I've become less of a fan of hers. Like, because I loved Queen's Quest Konami with Azumi just fucking mercilessly attacking um, uh, Natsu. Like, that was, like, one of my favorite tag teams was them just, like, fucking with Natsu and Natsu fucking with them. That was such a good time. Um, She joined TCS, and I was like, yeah, she's still cool, but, you know, she got a little bit more serious and, like, more just, like, shooter. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. She's cool with, with Jungle. That's fine. And just over time, it just got less and less interesting to me because I loved her so much as, like, that baby face character. But besides the point, we can get into it more. Yeah, so um, I didn't really take much away from the match. It wasn't, like, amazing or anything. Um, I love her own Memora, though. Uh, she yeah. she's fantastic. She's always been amazing. Um, they played her entrance theme as well. They dubbed it over. So which you know, I'm always happy. Her her theme is the most infectious thing ever. Um, Soriano is so weird here because she, like, you look at her now and she's like charisma incarnate. Like she just oozes charisma. She looks like the baddest bitch alive. But here she was just like a normal wrestler. Like she was so different. She simply um, did moves. Yeah. Yeah, she looks. She looks. She reminded me a lot of Natsupoi, and I think it's because their hair is like the exact yeah, same length it's and the color. Hair. Every time she like took a bump, I was like, "Oh, this is Natsupoi." <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 match itself, there wasn't a lot to it except for the fact that it's really funny that like Konami, Tora, and uh, Yoniyama are now in a way to tie. Um, when in here they were just like random baby faces teaming up. Well, I mean, technically, uh, Yoniyama and Natsuko Tora were Team Jungle at this point, I think. They might have become Team Jungle like a month later. But it, it was the beginning of, of the, you know, origins of um, Jungle Assault Nation was Kyo Yoniyama and Natsuko Tora. And Konami was actually a friend of Team Jungle. She teamed with them quite, like, frequently. So that's that's also kind of interesting that Konami uh, sort of did float around Yoniyama, Natsuko Tora, and, and Jungle Kiona when they would become the most important wrestlers in her career, pretty much, save for Hanakamura. You know what I mean? So that's that's also kind of interesting. Yeah, um, yeah a, a main line of the story was Natsuko and Nanase. They were both the finalists of the Rookie of the Year tournament earlier uh, the month prior. It was a oh. fine match. Yeah, uh, Natsuko was honestly on her way up, and then her her stuff kind of halted at some point in 2017, um, mainly when Tam joined. But again, that's, that's, you know, not, that's for another time. Um, it was, it was fine. You know, yeah, it, it was really funny to see Konami and Kiro Yonayama and Natsuko Tori together. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> yeah, that's odd. But yeah, um, not a lot from this match. Uh, at one point, Natsuko dropped Hiromi on her head, and I was like, "That was oh, yeah. that was rough." That was bad. <laughs> like it, it just looked bad. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, uh, it was literally and a moonsault, or not even a moonsault. It was a crossbody, and they managed mm-hmm. to almost drop this woman on her head. That is a new yeah. level of amazing. It was, it was great. 
It was great. Um, yeah. Then the the baby faces or the non Oedotai team won with the cutie special by Arisu, followed by a La Mahistral. That fucking sucks to say out loud. Um, Anatsuko by Hiromi. So yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah, Nanasu was good, and I really liked her in in this match. I don't she know was only she like a year in, but... I think. Yeah. A, a lot, she, she a lot of those trainees cool. would leave, would come and go really quickly. Mm. Yeah, Stardom definitely didn't, has never been lucky with uh with keeping trainees around. But um, next match on the show, uh, this is a really weird one to look at: Kagetsu versus Momo Watanabe. Um. Wow, uh, the, the very different Momo, very different Kagetsu. Uh, Kagetsu, was, yeah, oh holy crap! She's nowhere close to the Kagetsu that would like win the red belt. Like, but she's the, still in, incredible. Was, like, like I'm, I'm like maybe it's just me being biased, but I still was like this, this is this is the best wrestler of all time because it's like this was her at, at like a weak her, point. There's, there's no charisma there at all in this version. What are you talking about? That's just not true at all. Like, comparatively, no, yes. Comparatively. But, like, in terms of just being a professional wrestler, she was more... She was probably, like, one of the most charismatic wrestlers on the card, regardless. What? No. You're I mean, like... She was like, like, okay, like, Kyoko, uh, yeah, but, like... looking like a typical Sendai trainee. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, she You are just, like, so wrong. Like, you're just wrong. Like, that, like, it, it, there's nothing more I can say. in, like, zebra print gear. Okay, okay? I'm, not like saying the, I'm not saying <laughs> the gear was good, Alex. The gear she was bad. Like don't get me wrong. Got a bad haircut. Like, I don't, I don't know what you the want. The match. <laughs> she was, was absolutely yeah. incredible. She was, like, how, like, there, she... Dripped charisma in the match. Yeah, the fucking oh. near, her look oh. was bad. Okay, the difference. That's the difference. Her look was bad, but everything that she did was just so like it had so much to it. I don't know what the fuck you're talking. She used a broom, Alex. You're you're broom based you confusing. Office. You're confusing an entertainer for charisma. I don't think like she was entertaining like naturally, but that doesn't mean she was charismatic here. Okay, whatever. Well, she was incredibly entertaining. In, in fact, at this point, yeah. her nickname was literally the Charisma of a Waitotai. That was her nickname. Well, that's the Charisma of a Waitotai more than anything, because Chris Wolf <laughs> was way more charismatic. Okay, yes, yes. Chris Wolf is like the most charismatic wrestler to ever live, pretty much. Maybe not ever live, but you go, I mean, she's yeah. top tier. But besides the point, we're, we're arguing over something. This match ruled regardless. I loved it. Uh, I, I thought I was expecting it to be worse. Because I was like, oh, Momo's 16 years old here. Kagetsu hasn't really hit her her stride yet. Um, but I, I genuinely really, really loved it. Um, it went to 15-minute draw. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked that they, they put Momo over like that. Because, you know, she's, again, still 16 at this point. Um, but it was it was really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. You can go into it a little bit. I've been talking a lot. Um, yeah, no, it was definitely an interesting one. Because I haven't seen a lot of older... Um, Momo Watanabe, but she was really, really good here. Even in this match, like she had a really good intensity to her. Like the the meteora was done really well. The 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 kicks were done really well. Um, even for a teenager, she presented herself really well, and it's easy to see why. Within like eighteen months, they would make her the fucking centerpiece of the company for for a while. Um, Kagetsu we knew she was wrestling twice on this show so she spent most of the first half of the match just fucking around 
annoying yeah. the referee, doing whatever she wanted. And it was amazing. Like, uh, there's just nothing like it in stardom these days with somebody who can just do whatever the fuck they want and make it entertaining. Um, and she did. And then once the wrestling got going, they, they did good wrestles because they are very good wrestlers. Um, yes, and, you know, you had what you could expect from them. The, a lot of stiffs, the stiff kicks, you know, good strikes, big impact moves. Um, just very, very good. Very, they worked really well together. Um, it's not an instant classic or anything, but given it is, you know, Kagetsu pacing herself to, to work a second match later in the show and Momoanabe at 16, it is a very good match to go back and watch given what we know these two went on to do together, you know. Yeah, um, one of my favorite matches came a year later in the at the Champions Carnival. Besides the point, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this match. I thought that the comedy early on was great. Um, like Momo got drop kicked out of the ring, and then she's like, "Damn, that that kind of hurt. I'm gonna take a minute. I'm just gonna sit in the like she just sat in the crowd for a good minute, and then she's like, get in here,' and she's like, "I'm taking a minute, bro. Chill. It ain't that big of a deal." And like, and then like she's like. Then she goes to get back in the ring, and then Momo's, like, standing, guarding, and then Kagechi's like, see, how am I supposed to get back in the fucking ring? How am I supposed to get it back in, huh? What am I supposed to do? And, she, and she's just like, get in the ring! And Kagechi's like, I can't. How am I supposed to? And then, she, then he starts counting. She tries to get in the ring, and Momo just starts beating the shit out of her. Um, they bring things outside. Uh, things sort of, like, go into bedlam for a minute, and then Kagetsu gets a broom at some point and starts choking Momo with the broom. And, like, it was so funny, because... Like, the camera sort of, like, missed some stuff, and, like, they were just sort of all over the place. And then you blink, and, like, five seconds later, Kagetsu just has a broom in her hand and is, like, attacking her with it. It was, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she starts, you know, using broom-based offense, of course. She starts scrubbing Momo's, like, face and, and chest. It, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of bad, you know, really ruthless uh, broom-based offense, of course. <laughs> Then I think that they really put over Momo's kicks very, very well. Because, like, it's one of those things where, like, sort of Kagetsu's trying to avoid it. And then when Momo finally hit one, Kagetsu just crumbled, right? And that's really, they're tr- like, you can tell that they had a lot of money into Momo early on. Because, like, obviously Kagetsu wasn't on any, like, this point. But getting, you know, going to a draw with, you know, a a veteran even at this point uh and being able to take her down that much with your kicks is really really strong showing from momo um and her shoe kicks looked incredible there like i i I don't think that i don't know momo is just like another animal you know what i mean yeah like she like it's it's what been five years now since she like she's 21 now right like 21 22 maybe like yeah i think she's 21 yeah she 16 here and like she's so crisp at this point even like it's really incredible um i love this a lot kigetsu got an arm bar in on momo that looked really really promising it looked like she was actually going to finish the match with it um it was a really really good false finish uh momo hits one more comeback it's the big samato the meteora and then the time limit expires as she's trying to pin kigetsu so she got a visual three on kigetsu at this point which um sort of leads into something that we'll talk about a little bit later on uh that that was a pretty big deal yeah i I really enjoyed this match um i thought it was really interesting sorry again i'm I'm just going into everything i find it really interesting that the the promo beforehand getsu was calling her um momotaru of course which is like a a bowl in japanese folklore um it's you know i'm pretty sure it's just another way to call momo fat because everybody loves to do that um she called her she called her a bratty little kid who she doesn't know very well um and i think that's really really fun because she ended up retiring in stardom 
in a match against Momo. You know what I mean? So it's like she went from not really knowing this kid very well to her being one of her like selected few wrestlers who she truly believes in and truly likes and truly cares about. And I think that's a nice little, you know, um, opening closing for that little story. I, I thought it was very wholesome. Yes. Uh, the next match on the show was the incredible. Uh, this is all foreigners. Uh, it was Kaylee Ray and Nixon Newell versus Chris Wolf and Viper. Um, from the second the video played, you were just in for it. Uh, Viper and Chris Wolf were promising to to bite uh, Kaylee and Nixon uh, to eat the meat and all that good stuff. Chris Wolf stuff. Viper was very into it. Viper is so funny. And then uh, Kaylee Ray and Nixon needed subtitles. I have no idea what either of them said. I genuinely could not tell you. They have very strong <laughs> accents. Yeah. They oh. they were mentioning biting, um, and that was about it. That's all you're gonna get. Cause, okay, uh, I, I got I got some I got something out of it. So they said they were going to muzzle Chris Wolf, so she can't mm-hmm. bite them. Okay. And they were each going to individually kick one of Viper's ass cheeks each. Um. So oh, one yeah, of them was gonna was gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were They're, big on that. They were, they were just yeah. like, yeah, Viper's very fat. I was like, all right, it's very, yeah. <laughs> I was like, are, I was like, aren't you guys friends? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? But yeah, so they, they were like, okay, I'm gonna take the left cheek. You're gonna take the right cheek, and we're just gonna beat her ass, right? And then that was like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah. Um, I didn't know what to call them because they, they said Europe's best quite frequently. Like, oh, we're Europe's best. They eventually, in, in a promo later on the card, say that they are Team FTW. Which is gimmick infringement, brother. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Team Taz wants a word, even though this is before Team Taz existed. Actually, no, Team Taz existed in ECW. Yeah, what the fuck? You can't say that. <laughs> you can't be Team FTW. Besides the point, uh, I, I enjoy this match. It was really funny. Um, it, it was a lot of just chaos, and it was only a few minutes long. Um, so you, you yeah. can go into it. These are, it these are, of... four of these, or three of these people are from the UK. So this, this is close kind of to you, you know, Mr. Irish. Obviously, you're not. No, whatever. Geography. Yeah, so a lot of it was based around Viper uh, trying to squish Kaylee and Nixon. Um, and she would occasionally almost squish Chris Wolf. And she'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. And it was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your fucking accent. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, well, okay, carry on. Yeah, so um, eventually she did, unfortunately, squish Chris Wolf, and then uh, Nixon and Kaylee proceeded to to beat her ass as as they promised. Um, yeah, just chaos, honestly, chaos from start to finish. Uh, with with Nixon and Kaylee just being afraid of Viper, uh, maiming them, and Viper doing so. Yeah, I like as much as you say this was just a random, uh, uh, you know, Korokin show or not Korokin show. It wasn't even Korokin show. A Shinkiba. random. Yeah, Shinkiba show. I think that fucking motorcycles. I think that um, my choice of era was very, very smart because this had some of the best foreigners on it. Like, because it was for these four, and then Shayna Baszler, who we'll talk about in a minute. Like, oh my that, god, <laughs> I, I love Shayna Baszler. I love Shayna Baszler so she is like genuinely like she's I just love her to death. She's so good. Like, she is the funny. We'll get into it in a minute. Yeah. But genuinely, this this like exact time period, like this month or two had some of the best foreigners that Starm ever had. Like, the best, like, clump of foreigners. Incredible time period. I know Evie's around at this point, kind of. Maybe a little bit earlier, a little bit later. But, like, just a great time for foreigners at this point. Um, and then, you know, a year later, or later in the year, they will completely die, and all of the foreigners are terrible. 
don't have to talk yes. about that, luckily. As we saw. But this is a great time. This is a great time. It Alex was. almost made me watch fucking Chardonnay and Charlotte Bordeaux in a tag match. You, that's that's I, what I want to preface. You picked that show. You picked that show. <laughs> no, I did not pick that show. I said, oh, yes, maybe we should did. do 2017 or 2018. You're like, how about you're on Climax 2017? That's what happened. Besides the point, let's not argue anymore. I, we sound oh, like an old married couple. I'm right. You're wrong. Besides the point. I, was, I wanted the... to watch older Stardom. You were like, no, let's watch something for Kagetsu there. I'll watch Kagetsu. Man, fuck you. I don't <laughs> think that's unfair. I like Kagetsu. Kagetsu's good. I, I, I was so very happy watching else. wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I had a very good time watching this show. Um, So, you know, fuck you. Uh, But yeah, this this match... That the the foreigner match was really really good. Um, the Welsh and yeah. the Scott won against the other Scott. I think Vipers from Scotland. I don't yes. fucking know. Yeah, um, it was fine. I I enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, yeah, and it was. It was, it was it was great. Also, uh, Chris, Chris Wolf and Viper um are repping a waiter tie here, so that's that's important yeah. a little bit later on. But yeah, so they're they're part of a waiter tie at this point. Sure. Um, we will talk more about Viper being the funniest bitch ever later on. Um. The next match on the show was Jungle Kiona, Mayu Iwatani, and Shayna Baszler versus the Uedo Tai team of Kagetsu, Kyoko Kimura, and their special guest, Sumi Sakai. Um, so, you know, Mayu and Jungle, very specific personalities, right? You know, very outgoing, very positive, very loud, very bright. Shayna Baszler is none of those things. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. Mayu and Jungle are just like going, they're like, oh yeah, Happy New Year, it's amazing, and everything. And Shane is just sat there. And Jungle is like, oh yeah, Happy New Year. And Shane is like, oh, Happy New Year, yeah. Silence, just back to silence. And it's, oh my god, it's just like, every time they hand it over to her, she just like says one sentence. And Mayu and Jungle are like, uh, alright, cool. <laughs> I guess we'll talk it more. so good, like, like it, it, if if you if you're a bit newer and you haven't like watched this promo or you know whatever, imagine the Layla Hirsch era of Tokyo Cyber Squad, but like cranked to a million. Because like Layla Hirsch sort of like tried to get with it. Shayna was just like, yeah, I'm gonna wrestle and it's gonna be really good, guys. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and then and they were like, yeah, I guess. Like I don't know what the fuck you're saying, but. Yeah. Okay. At one like, point, even Mayu herself is just like, okay. <laughs> and then they the all most... burst out laughing. Like, even Shayna's just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> they all just start bursting out laughing. It was great. Like, I swear, like, I, I've always been a big Shayna defender from the second that I started watching her. I've always thought she was great. Um, And I love, I love her being mismatched with people. Um, So her in the Losers Club, amazing. Loved it so much. It was hilarious. Oh my god, such a good promo to start the match. Um, also, um, Kyoko Kim- Okay, so, this is a bit of a sub- something. Um, VTG is coming out this week. Um, as you know on VTG, if you listen, I cannot get names right when it comes to Kyoko's and Kimura's, okay? I always call Bison Kimura, Kyoko Kimura. I always call Kyoko Noe, Kyoko Kimura. And I always call Kyoko Kimura, Kyoko Noe. So if I say Kyoko Inoue, just know- I'm talking about Kyoko Kimura, okay? It's very difficult for me. I'm stupid. I apologize. But Kyoko Kimura, in her pre-match, said, we're wrestling a bunch of pieces of shit today. <laughs> and also, uh, Oedotai is kind of dead. Because um, this is my last match in Shinkiba. 
Hannah's Hannah's injured, and uh, Sumi Sakai isn't even in this in this group. She's just kind of here, so we're kind of fucked here. But that that that's sort of the preface of the match. Um, and they end up having to force Kagetsu to wrestle twice. Um, and this is her second match of the night, of course. She's not happy about it either. She, no. she wants that to be known to the world. They start yelling at Rossi, saying, "Why the fuck are you making her wrestle twice? What the fuck, dude? That's fucked up." Like. Mm. It kind of gotten us a different part. Like she's tired, and it, it, it's great. The the post match promo is where it really amps up, which we'll we'll get into. Yeah, honestly, I don't even want to talk about the match because the match was just long, and like, it was I a long match. For it. I, I simply want to fine. talk about the absolute fucking chaos <laughs> that happened after. I, first, first, I want to mention that Shayna was really over immediately, which is pretty cool. Mm. Um, this is her first match in Japan. People really liked her. People thought she was really good. Um, Kagetsu versus Mayu obviously stole the show because they always steal the show pretty much. Like, there's not a time that they don't. Um, yes. Mayu hits the top rope run on Kagetsu and gets the win. And then that prompts the post-match promo. You can go into this a little bit because... I. <laughs> There's so much. So the beginning is Mayu gloating about her three count over Kagetsu. She keeps she keeps showing it up. It's like I got the three count. I got the three count. She goes right up to Kagetsu and reminds her, I got the three count. And she was like, I uh, we're gonna have I was like, Oh something like, Oh, we're rivals and I've got the first three count of the year over you. I am better. Um you want to be high speed and then it was either Kyoko then was like it was Kyoko, shut the yeah. fuck up. Yeah, Kyoko was like, she wrestled already, like, shut up, like, it's whatever. And Mayu's like, but but I got the three count. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh you know John God. Mulaney, yeah. you know John Mulaney? Yes, like the, that's exactly like what I, I was thinking. That was, it was exactly like... what I was thinking, was the, the sat on the bench gimmick. Yes. I was like, that is what she is doing. She created the, I was over on the bench gimmick, like that, she created that. With the, yeah, but I got a three count, guys. And, and when Momo comes out, it's even better because then she gets like mad because Momo comes out and, and Kyoko's like, oh, I think somebody wants to talk to you, Mayu. And Momo's like, yeah, I beat the Shaka Getsu. You ain't that strong. Like, that was me. Uh, you, you, you might have pinned her, but I beat her up for 15 minutes. And then, and then Momo and then Mayu gets really up. She's set. She's like, I got the three. Does this not matter to any of you? I won. I got the three count. What? Three. Three count. And like Momo's like, yeah, uh, okay, whatever. And then Mayu starts being like, you know what, Momo? I knew you missed me. I knew you missed me. I knew since you've been in Queen's Quest that you missed being with Mayu. And then Kyoko's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it, oh my god, it was just such a... Mayu is a god. Like, she's just the funniest... She's she's just... she's Nobody can replace Mayu, ever. In fact, she says something that's so out of pocket... I don't think I could even repeat it on the podcast um, about Hannah and Kyoko. Because <laughs> oh that, God, yeah. it was that so was... bad. I was like, that's the, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. So uh, Kyoko mentions that it's like, okay, um, my daughter Hannah is, is injured. Um, she'll be back, you know, later on. Um, when she comes back, we're going to beat the shit out of stars. Or they aren't stars yet. We're going to beat the shit out of, of Mayu and her friends. And then Mayu goes, and I quote, <laughs> Hannah getting injured is simply karma for sharing your blood, Kyoko. And Kyoko tries to fucking murder her. <laughs> and everybody has to hold her back. And 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 Mayu's like, sorry, I'm, you know. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's just not who says that about something. That's just fucked up. Oh my god, it was so out of pocket. 
And and my my continued to be out of pocket um for the for the foreseeable future in this promo you can take over I'm I'm out of breath it was just, oh my fucking god yeah so after Momo uh, has annoyed Mayu enough and I think it's after she challenges her to a high speed title match mm-hmm. Mayu's just like yeah I accept whatever like you're getting a bit chubby there Momo like are you all right there and I was like that is a sixteen year old child Mayu <laughs> it's they, we people have been calling Momo fat for five years now since she was a child like a shoot child 16 years old people have been calling her fat <laughs> like oh this is not okay <laughs> and it, oh my god it was, it was so funny and also momo said something the thing that actually like pissed mayu off was momo said oh i'm gonna beat you for the high speed belt and then i'm gonna become the new stardom icon and so, yeah, so Mayu got really upset, called Momo fat. Oedo Tai was like, we're, we have no part of this. Shut the fuck up. We're leaving. Like, we, yeah, cool. We're cool. Bye. Later. And then Mayu says, I was joking earlier, but now I'm actually mad. I'm going to kill Momo Watanabe. <laughs> and then she leaves the ring. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Oh, my God. Like, this is, this is just, this is the best. This is the best. This is the, this, it's just the best. I loved it. Like once upon a time, stardom was just on crack. Like everybody was yeah. just fucked, like on speed on, of some sort. And like, <laughs> you just can't, you just can't replicate it now. Like you just cannot have wrestlers who are just like, I am going to fucking like kill you. I'm going to decimate you. It's oh my god! Like you could just saying, not say saying I have this you stuff curse anymore. a bloodline. Like unironically saying, <laughs> it's karma for you. <laughs> what the f- like that? Like I heard that and I was like, that's just not okay. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say that about people. <laughs> yeah. It was oh bad. my god. Mayu oh. was just on one man. She was she was hilarious. It was so funny. Like honestly, as out of pocket as she was, it's just so funny. Like that post that post Thunder Rock. That that post Thunder Rock era for Mayu, she was just unhinged. The high speed stuff. Mm-hmm. Unhinged, complete fucking maniac. It was insane. Oh my god, <laughs> I loved that so much. All kinds of craziness. Um, yeah, I think we're on to the main event. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we missed anything. Um, so the main event of the show was uh, the Goddess of Stardom champions uh, Kairi Hojo and Yoko Bito taking on the Queen's Quest team of Hazuki and Io Shirai. Uh, this wasn't a title match. Io at this time was a World of Stardom champion. Uh, Hazuki was still in the phase where her name was spelled HZK. Um, Io did not give a fuck. She was doing some sort of Orange Cassidy gimmick. Uh, she was like very low energy for, oh, for like, so, a lot of it. She didn't care. It was very funny. Yeah, so for some background, this was Heel Master era of Queen's Quest. And when I say Heel era of Queen's Quest is cursed, it is it is so cursed like like oh my god like <laughs> like eo yeah eo doesn't give a fuck um this is before hazuki got like good um i'd say mm-hmm. from like this is the first show of, of um 2017 by the last show of 2017 hazuki's like one of the best wrestlers on the roster like yeah. but on this show she just was not that good um and th- that's come from somebody who really really likes hazuki she just wasn't very good at this show um and eo shirai was just like so uninterested and like that was like the the bit but even in the match she was just like not she 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 wasn't really she was just she was being sonata wow where yeah. she where, where she was just sort of like yeah I'll, I'll do some moves i guess like i guess i'm here yeah cool 
Yeah. And it, 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 I wasn't a big fan of this match, honestly. I thought it was good once it got going, but it definitely yeah. wasn't like, amazing like the... given you had like Kyrie, Yoko, and Io exactly. in the same ring. Um, definitely low effort from some of them. Um, Kyrie is great though. Kyrie is always great. She was she was fantastic. 100%. Um, I love Kyrie, and Yoko is like one of my favorites going back, uh, which should be obvious. She takes a lot of my boxes for for what I like in a wrestler. Um, yeah, Io Io is effortless though. You know what I mean? Like she was mm-hmm. effortlessly like good. She's like she can sleepwalk to good, um, which you know is is fair play to her. But yeah, definitely. There's better matches involving all of these that we could have watched, um, but you know it was it was a pretty good main event, all things considered for a Shinkiba show, you know. Yeah, it also went 17 minutes, which was pretty fucking yes. long. Um, and this was around Kyrie's fifth anniversary, so uh, this was like mm-hmm. I think her fifth anniversary match. Um, yeah, it was it was fine. Like I feel like early on it was Queen's Quest getting heat. And it wasn't like the, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you heat that like Queen's Quest does like now or even like, you know, 2018 to now. It was more like, oh, I'm going to grind you down with this methodical pace heat. And it mm. wasn't very good. Um, <clears throat> once things ramped up, obviously it was good because it's four of like it's it like three of the four of them were, you know, at their peak probably. And Hazuki was also pretty good even at this point. <clears throat> So yeah, by like near the end, Io was just pulling out her big moves, doing them effortlessly. She she did the the big springboard drop kick, and she just stood on the top rope for a minute, and then she did it. And I was like, who like how do you like that's insane? Like I don't know. Like it's like she just like she springboard up, perfect balance, took a second, and then drop kicked her. I was like, that's just that's just that's just beautiful. Um, she had a big de- deadlift German on Kyrie. Um, looked really good. Yeah, it was it was a fine match, especially near the end. It got really, really good. Um, but you know, the last three minutes really were like the you know high energy, really good part. Uh, who who got the pin? I know, was it Kyrie? Yeah, it was Kyrie. Kyrie got the yeah. the elbow. Um, Yoko Bita hit the B driver, then Kyrie got the elbow. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good stuff. Um... It was. Definitely better matches that we could have picked. Um, oh, in fairness, though, the aftermath made up for it because uh, once again we just had chaos. Um, so Kyrie and Yoko were cutting their promo, and then out comes Nixon, Newell, and Kaylee Ray to to say they wanted the the tag belts. And then Eo, was it Viper came out? Viper came out. Viper was, with Chris Wolf yeah. on her shoulders came out. <laughs> and Viper was like whatever. Uh, Viper was like, yo, I want that red belt championship. And I was like, what the fuck is you, what are you talking about? Um and then um Eo was like, I mean I beat you already. I don't give a fuck. I'll beat you again. And while she said I'm gonna beat you again, she went down into a bridge because she obviously it was, was insane. German suplex. Yeah. And I was like, this is ice cold. Eo Shirai is a bad bitch. Um, oh, one hundred percent, dude. He was like, she just a way to tie. Get the fuck out here now. And I was like, oh, all right. Um, and then a way to tie came down, and Kyoko was like, yeah, like we, I know we have an artist to start a battle match. We don't have a third member. Hana is injured. And then Viper came back into the the equation. I was like, ew. Before I beat you for that red belt championship, I'm gonna win an artist trio's belt. And I was like, what is this woman saying? <laughs> Scottish uh, people, man. Yeah, Scottish and people. You, you just didn't care. She was like, "All right, fine, get the fuck out of my ring. Like, I don't care." Um, I, 
a big part I want to preface about the Red Belt cha- challenge was EO just randomly said, like, she, she was like, okay, yeah, I'll beat you again. This will be my 10th defense. And I was like, you got fucking 10? 10 defenses? Like, I forgot for a second that EO just, like, just got a belt and defended it, like, a million times and then dropped it eventually. Like, that was just, like, for every single championship she held, basically. That she would just, that like, 10 wasn't even that much. <laughs> like, like she had way longer. In fact, this reign went on until, like, the summer. So, like, <laughs> Eo's a fucking, like, is just a mad woman. She's like, yeah, this will be my 10th defense. Like, I'm, I'm cool. You know, we, we could wrestle. Why not? And I'm just like, I feel like there's some more, like, she's like, yeah, it's a big one. My 10th defense. I'm just like, if that's a lot bigger than you're kind of letting on eo like <laughs> that's 10 fucking defenses like that's big but you know why am i getting a phone call fuck off um yeah so <laughs> fuck I, I i i received a phone call and it it fucked up my entire discord oh but yes. besides the point eo's hilarious yeah, actually, viper's hilarious um, this is a this is a note this Io Shirai world title reign ended up having, I think, 15 or 14 See, like, title defenses. So That's why people yeah. don't even try to, like, that's why the Red Belt's never defended, is because, like, everybody's like, well, I'm never going to get 15, like, regardless of what I do, so, like, who cares? <laughs> like, like, that's the thing about the White Belt, is that, like, Momo wanted to beat Io's record, and then Arisa wanted to beat Momo's record, so that's why they had a shit ton of defenses every time, because they you know, kept going. But the red belt, it's just like, oh, we're never getting to fucking 15. What the fuck is that? That's not even possible. Yeah. Oh, man. EO, Stardom was just the EO show for so long. I can't imagine yeah. I would have enjoyed that era all that much. Yeah. Like, in hindsight, it's fun to, like, go back and watch, like, the funny bits and, like, the good stuff. But it's like, if, mm-hmm. if that if that main event tag match was just, like, what happened every single show, it would probably be kind of dire. Um mm-hmm. Even though the like and like you said, it was a fine tag match, but it just there was Eo was in a certain like motion where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm simply the best wrestler here, so I'm simply going to wrestle and then go home. Like it it was very uh, effortless, and after a while, that probably gets sort of like uh, redundant. And that's why, uh, in my opinion, the the best era of stardom was from the moment Momo won the white belt from Eo in 2018 mm-hmm. until Arisa vacated it in 2020. I think that those like two yeah those two years almost exactly are like the greatest time period in almost any wrestling company ever say for you know uh certain ajw years like i, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty much like the the holy grail of of wrestling for me is those two years um so uh eo was not a part of it but i think eo does is good eo is good that's a hot take yeah i mean i i, I like eo it's just um she is the lesser of the the freedom. I've always, yeah, I've always thought yeah. that. Um, but I mean, in saying that though, her character here was was amazing. She just didn't give a fuck. She knew she could beat anyone, and I respect that. Um, absolute queen vibes. But um, yeah, that's our retro rewatch done. That was interesting. Uh, I think next time I'm gonna pick. If we have to do this again, uh, I will not let Dylan persuade me to pick a show just because Kagetsu Russell's twice. This meant something to me. No, 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 no. I I went on a tirade. I almost started tearing up. That was like, this is the first oh. Star I'm sure I ever watched. This was three years ago today. I was in a rough place. 
I was in a rough place, but this was really this made me very very happy. I was so interested, and it was so interesting. And I was like, oh my god, Stardom's so cool. And then I bought a Stardom World subscription after that, and I started watching so much Stardom. And and here we are now. This was the beginning of that. It was three years ago today when I first watched this show on YouTube. And then you're like, oh well, Kagatsu was on it, so that's why you want to watch it, man. Fuck you, with your fucking Irish like, <laughs> like shut up, shut up. Watch, you're gonna pick. Oh, I, I, I wanna, I, 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 I wanna watch Aikawa. I wanna watch Takumi. I wanna watch Takumi, guys. I, I like Takumi. I wanna watch Takumi. Like, like, oh, like, it's any different. Like, like, rookie Takumi is any different from fucking zebra pants Kagetsu. Shut the fuck up, Alex. Man, I'm sick of this of this slander. I'm sick of it. Fucking. <laughs> Kagetsu versus Momo fucking ruled. Come on. Oh my god. Don't be stupid. <laughs> um. <laughs> See, I'm very happy that, in a way, I'm very happy that we we started this podcast after Kagetsu retired. Because if we didn't, we I would I would have quit. Because you would have said something that slightly annoyed me. That's like, oh, this Kagetsu match was kind of mid, and I would start screaming and leave. Um, so it's kind of good that we started after Kagetsu retired, because I don't know how long this would have lasted <laughs> with with me me having to exist within other opinions of Kagetsu, because it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, we would have got to week three of you going 20 minutes about her being the best ever, and I would have oh, just 100%. given up. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll ever need to do a retro uh, rewatch again, but if we do, uh, we'll probably pick a bigger card. Um, just so we don't have to sit through like some nothing tag matches. Um, you know, there's there's enough Kagetsu matches to pick from. I'm sure we'll be fine. Uh, there's yeah. enough Kairi matches or whatever. But yeah, I don't. We don't really plan on it. Uh, we will be back next week to preview the hopefully preview the return matches for the GP. Um, if not, we'll probably have a better idea than a retro rewatch because um, we'll have time to put it together. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. Uh, definitely a little fun diversion. Uh, not something I see us doing a lot because it definitely just doesn't fit the vibe of, of the the show. Uh, it's a bit different. Um, if you want to hear more retro Stardom stuff, uh, as I said, Stardust Press, uh, they do that sort of stuff more regularly, and it kind of fits with their kind of aesthetic a lot more. Um, yeah, I think that that we will peace out before me and Dylan fucking kill each other because tensions are high. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't. We don't. We don't talk bad about. Kagetsu in these parts, man. You don't do that. I didn't talk um, about Kagetsu. I this is, regardless, um, Victory Through Guts is out sometime this week. It might have come out today or yesterday. Um, I I might do that in like an hour. So uh, I'm probably going to. Well, I don't know. Uh, it'll be out at some point. It might have already come out. So keep your keep your eyes and ears peeled to that. Uh, it's it's a good episode. I think we did really really well. One of my favorite episodes we've done of Victory Through Guts. So check that out. Um, if you will, if you will, please. Please, I'm begging you. I like doing that. Yeah, uh, yeah. The last episode bombed, so please listen to the new one because um... yeah, FMW, FMW hit its stride once and then died. Um, that 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 is that is FMW in Victory Through God's lore is that it was one of our most successful episodes the first time, and the sequel is was our worst, like un, like undisputedly our worst episode <laughs> in terms of performance. So please listen Amazing. to the next one. Whenever it comes out, if it's already out, go check it out. Big time. 
Um, yeah, with that, we will close the show. Uh, I realize now I have been closing it wrong all the time. Um, it is Believe Now and not Believe Today. Okay, Believe Today. No, we're just going to keep doing Believe Today because who cares? Like, it's it's our thing now, okay? Yes. Fine. Like, fine. come okay. on, brother. Let's do it. Let's. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe Today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.